0: to the credits of Racing with the Moon. This is the episode number two of our long-storied chronicling of Nicolas Cage's filmography. <laughs> I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And there's definitely spoilers for Racing with the Moon from 1984, so...
1: <laughs> Should you choose to you watch it. the 1984 movie Racing with the Moon and do not want to know anything about it, uh, be warned, you're... <laughs> <laughs> going into this 30 plus year old movie blind.
0: <laughs> mhm. We got that Avengers Endgame spoilers over here.
1: Endgame. Endgame. En- a- en- a- ed- Avengers Endgame.
0: <laughs> this is this is nothing. Ma'am.
1: This is bad. This is <laughs>
0: Everything we do is bad. Everything is bad forever.
1: <laughs> well, I I was not expecting to like this movie as much as I did.
0: Right? I like this movie a lot more than I expected. And I kind of knew I was going to from the very beginning. As you see Sean Penn's character like uh, here's I know exactly where I knew I was going to like this movie. Tell me. Tell he, me. It's it's a few minutes in. He grabbed he's got like an apple he's on his way to school or whatever and he like stops in front of somebody's yard, yes. and pretends to be a quarterback, and like runs up and it's like, and he looks at the defense and he looks at this like kind of angry looking dog in the yard, and then he like jogs back all, all funny, and he's like, all right, and he fucking jumps over the fence and outruns the dog and jumps over, and he's like, oh, you're too, you're getting old, Butch, or whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. It was, this is it gonna was very, be one of those like charming films.
1: It was very Ferris Bueller esque. He just like ran across <laughs> a portion of the yard as the dog chased him. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah, speaking it was, uh, of which,
1: this movie is, um, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there right now, the best movie of all time, and that is because there oh. is a dog in an aviation cap with goggles, and Dude, bar none... I, Argus?
0: Oh my God, Argus
1: is the best boy, as are, the all best other, boy. Are, as are all other dogs are, the best dogs. Yes. But uh, because uh, he was wearing that aviation cap, this is the best movie. Yeah, he
0: had like the... The old timey. So this is a movie that takes place in the <laughs> early '40s. Yeah, yeah. Um, and during Argus World War II. is the ma- is the main character's dog. Yes, during World War II, main character's dog. His name's Argus, and he has one of those like old timey leather goggle, like pilot goggles, head <laughs> piece things <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red style. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, when you see it, they're like they go to the cliffside and meet up with. Um, another one of the characters named Sally. And she's like, Oh, what's your dog's name? And he's like, Argus. And he's like, why is she, why is he wearing that thing? He's like, he got it for his birthday. Yeah, I was like, see, fuck yeah, he did, Argus. Birthday. Hell yeah, dude. Like, come on, these are, <laughs> Happy these are good people. These are good people. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> it's just so good. So I man. guess just uh, a, a very...
1: warning there. Spoiler, spoiler alert. On top of the spoiler alert, I am very biased <laughs> towards this movie because of Argus, who was only in it for a grand total of about thirty seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally won me over. <laughs>
1: But yeah, like I I did very I, I did enjoy that scene as well. I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> like the dog comes up to him all wagging his tail." I'm like, <laughs> But yeah, I, think it, I love dogs that, so
0: much. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we are we are very much dog people. But uh I think that just speaks to uh, that that's, that's like a a good tone setting for the movie. It was very well, maybe not for the movie, but for our or at least my perception of it, it was very charming in a way. Like I yeah, I don't know. It, it. I went into it like uh, another, like from the from the posters, it looked very, like boring and just kind of like, oh, it's it's another one of uh, Nick Cage's early movies, so he's probably not going to be very crazy, batshit Nick Cage, and like, it just didn't seem like it was going to be great. But I don't know, it won me over.
0: Totally, and it. I mean, it has like a pretty low credits. Critics score. I, well, I wouldn't say low. It's got like sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Yeah, so middling. I was kind of like, oh, you know, it's another kind of throwaway sort of, almost rom-com kind of thing. But mm-hmm. ha- once it it started, it ha- it exudes charm. It is <laughs> an entirely too charm. Like it's it's way too charming for what it has any right to be. And
1: yeah, I like I, I would I would probably agree with you there. And I don't know. Maybe that's maybe we also like it a lot just because we went into it without any expectations of this is such a great movie. Like you, you hear that all the time yeah. when people are telling you, "Oh, you got to see this. It's the best goddamn thing on the planet." And then you go see it and walk out of the theater going, "That wasn't that great." But like we didn't yeah. have any of that. So.
0: Yeah, there was no preconceived notions yeah. going in, other than seeing the poster, which is just Nick Cage <laughs> and Sean Penn standing in front of a train, and you're like, "Oh, okay." Uh, uh, cool. I know. <laughs> But yeah, I, yeah, it was good, man.
1: Yeah, having said that, though, I mean it 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 did have its issues. Of, of course, it's just like I have. I'm learning that with a lot of these movies made in the '80s, I, I don't know if it's just the film style at the time, but I see a lot of, or or maybe it's just the way I follow. But I see a lot of like plot point, then cut to another plot point, then cut to another plot point. Just like no lead in for anything. This one was hmm. absolutely better than Valley Girl in that there was like foreshadowing and stuff. There was, you know, like <laughs> explained this here and it came back over here and it didn't just like plop here's this and then plop here's that. But there there was a lot yeah, of surprise. In this movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: Valley Girl didn't have a very good story. <laughs> I
1: mean, are you not surprised, Seth?
0: <laughs> no, I'm not. Kind of a low bar, honestly. <laughs> I mean, Gotta
1: be a limbo champ for that one.
0: <laughs> True. Yeah, there's um there's a lot of good points in this movie though. Like there's definitely some things like Nicholas Cage plays the I would call the secondary character in the film. Definitely, yeah. Um, so it's it it fully stars Sean Penn and Elizabeth McGuire? <laughs> nope, McGovern.
1: No, not it Lizzie stars- McGuire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wish it stars Elizabeth McGovern and Sean Penn for sure. They're the starring <clears throat> pair, but yes, Nick Cage plays Nicky, and he's he's in it like a lot. And and Nicky's character is very much like super Nick Cage, like his <laughs> he's kind of an asshole. Goes, Kind of an asshole, but he he goes, like, a little crazy. He dances weird. He dances a lot in this film for no reason. He's the only one dancing. I actually very much enjoyed that a lot. It's so good. It's very much like, yes, this is what I wanted to see was, like, weird weird dancing and, like, incongruous levels of, like... (coughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jokes that don't land, and it's, 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 it was exactly what I wanted from a Nicolas Cage performance.
1: Let's see, for it, sure. <laughs> like, speaking to the dancing, there was that one part where they just got plastered, and they were walking down the alley um,
0: yes, to the to the tattoo like, parlor. Hump walk. <laughs> Not even
1: that. <laughs> can, Sean Penn's character says to Nikki, like, "No, you you drink too much, and it pisses me right off." And then Nick Cage was like, yeah, but when I, before I started drinking, could I do this? And he like humps in the air a little bit, like pelvic thrusts in the air. And he's like, I couldn't do that before I started drinking. And, and then they both walk into the tattoo parlor, and he's like, i walking into the tattoo place.
0: You <laughs> missed the so best brutal. part, man. But, but it's it's right it's, after he, oh. he's like, oh, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do this when I was drunk. And fucking Sean Penn's character goes, uh, yeah, but why would you want to do that? Oh yeah. and then they start walking yeah. into the, <laughs> so the tattoo You said, "Why did you shop? want to do that?" The Nick Cage goes, "It brings me pleasure." <laughs> that was <Yeah>. his line. <laughs> it brings
1: me pleasure. And then he walks in and like, "God bless that tattoo man for being like,
0: dude, no shit. I'm
1: gonna do you a favor and not tattoo this giant eagle <laughs> on your very hairy chest, Nicholas Cage. I will not do that for you, and you will thank me." <laughs>
0: it's like, hey, man you're drunk as shit I'm gonna need you to leave <laughs> I'm gonna do you a favor and not do what you're asking me to do oh man
1: yeah and the, the line there he's like yeah in, in however many weeks we're shipping out and like we're gonna be in the marines like fine for the country and the guy's like how lucky we are like this yeah. is like good for us like, oh boy.
0: sassy to the limit man <laughs> He was having none of it.
1: <laughs> oh, man. That knocks some points off. We need more Tattoo Man in this movie.
0: So, a bit before that, right? Taking it back to, yeah, to yeah. the beginning, right? Sean, like, I couldn't Sean not talk about
1: Nick Cage's awesome dancing. Dude,
0: his weird <laughs> humping, drunken <laughs> air humping is, like, <sighs> correct. That's what I need it in my correct. life, actually. As it turns out. <laughs> um, so, Sean Penn plays Hopper. hmm and hopper kind of falls for for a girl, just an unassuming girl he sees kind of around town doing odd jobs at the movie theater at the library things like that um, and he there's like an opening scene where uh, or not opening scene but there's a scene where I realized that uh, this was clearly like a teenager in a forties movie because before we didn't really know how old they were we didn't know exactly you know what was going on yeah but he leaves flowers for um, Elizabeth's character, uh, Caddy, he leaves yeah. flowers for her at the, um, the movie theater. She's like, working the till? box office, and yeah, the box office. Thank you. Um, he leaves flowers a couple times, and they're like across the street having drinks or sodas or whatever, and a pie or whatever they're eating across the street at this like restaurant. And Caddy gets off shift and comes across the street, and the. Owner of this restaurant is passed the fuck out drunk at the at his own like bar thing. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not an it's alcohol. It's just a little place.
1: diner like, it,
0: like. Yeah, it's like a little diner with a, with cafe. And thing, yeah. He is passed out on the on the little the bar. I know exactly so, what you're talking about. When I I realize that this is like gonna be a fun teenage kind of romp when, uh, she starts walking over <clears throat> and Hopper looks behind him and it's like oh shit she's coming and like tries to switch seats and uh, Nick Cage Nikki won't let him sit there he's like no what the fuck are you doing <laughs> man? what's happening so he he grabs the guy's like hat the past that the owner's hat Hops over the bar behind the till and like <laughs> pretends to be working there so that he can just interact with this girl as she walks in. And in, in another instance she... of
1: people like hitman style stealing uniforms and taking jobs, right?
0: <laughs> it turns out all you have to do is take the guy's hat and pretend. And sh- so she sits down. She's like, "Hi, can I get a slice of pie? Or what kind of pie do you have?" And he like turns around to the the rack of pies and he stares at it for a second. <laughs> and just goes. Uh, brown pie, and she's like, "Uh, yeah, okay, I'll take a slice." <laughs> and he he takes the pie off the rack and sets it like behind the counter, and cycles through like a spatula and a chef's knife and a cleaver, and doesn't know what the fu- how to cut this goddamn pie. So he just shoves the whole pie in the bag and gives it to her. I was like, "Oh my god, brown pie! This is it." <laughs> she's like, "No, I only wanted a
1: slice, man." And he's like, "It's on special today." Uh, it's on special today.
0: She's like, oh, great, thank you. Yeah, she takes the bus, she gets up. on the
1: bus, and then he straight up just, like, crazy person stalks her. Like, he he literally runs out the door, chases the bus, and jumps on the bumper of the bus.
0: I know, and, I, <laughs> and, and at first I seemed... was like, oh, that's, that's going to be weird. But they cut to the inside, yeah. and his, <laughs> his face is in the window glowing red from the street or from, from the, the taillight. taillights. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I I was so hoping that
1: you noticed that, like, it it was a shot of, like, from Caddy's face, uh, looking to the back of the bus so you could see the back window, and there was just red shot (laughs) Ben's face, like, I'm gonna get you. He's like,
0: yes, yes, the
1: bus. Yes, the bus.
0: The woman has the pie. Oh. And what's even more weird is, like, <laughs> when the bus stops, he hops off the back, and she starts, like, walking into her driveway, and he kind of, like, follows her at, like, a distance, just kind of like, oh, so this is where she lives. Like, clearly trying not to be creepy, but it's still pretty creepy. And then, and then like, 18 seconds later, fucking Nicky shows up in his Plymouth. Like, he just hopped in his car and followed the bus. <laughs> like, why didn't you just get in the car right. instead of being a creep on the bus? <laughs>
1: Because that wouldn't have been as psychotic and crazy. So, like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess, man. It Uh. was so weird.
1: But, I mean, really, that was, thinking about it now, that was probably a call forward to, uh, like, not a call back, but (laughs) because, like, the the whole thing, um, I don't know why it's called Racing with the Moon, because, like, that wasn't the Uh, name of the train or anything. But, like, the whole, like, a major, I guess, semi-major point of the movie is like, it was after that scene where they got drunk and like went to the tattoo parlor, but like they walked out to the train tracks and they both stop and like put their shoes on the rails and they can feel the train coming. And, and then Nicky's like, race me with Sean Penny's like, race me. And the train comes up and like nearly hits them <laughs> and they jump out of the way and then start running alongside the train and they, you know, grab the handles and ride it for a while and jump off. You know, d- d- just mm-hmm. typical like train hopping kind of a scene except they yeah. jump off into the grass. Cause I guess it's just like a fun thing that they have done since they were kids. Yeah,
0: We, we kind of learn after that, that like one, they call it racing the train, which I don't fully get. Yeah, But two, this is a thing that they used to do a lot as kids apparently, mm. um, which I guess they kind of are. They're 17. Yeah. Uh, but we learned that like, this is a thing that they used to do to like feel alive or, or, Pastime or whatever. This was like, you know, some people did cliff jumping or started fucking mountain biking or whatever. Like, this is the thing that they did. Right? Yeah, it kind of struck it was, me it, as it felt that kind of.
1: It kind of struck me as one of those things that, like, we all do dumb shit as kids because it's dangerous and fun. So, like, that's what they did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I, I think the, the whole bus, bus hopping kind of thing was the call forward to that.
0: Yep. Exactly.
1: Symbolic is some, some symbolicness, symbol, symbolic, symbol, symbolism, symbolism. Uh,
0: I think you mean Simba. <laughs> Simba. Uh, Everything so the after... light touches. <laughs>
1: <If> th- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was Nick Cage in Lion King?
0: <laughs> oh man! If only he was, that would have made it so much better. <laughs> Um. So after the the creepy bus ride, the very <laughs> next day in, in canon, we get one of my favorite like half second shots. Uh, Hopper is like on a cliff looking at planes, getting re- like trying to, you know, be able to recall planes because he's going off to war. Yeah. The, this is the whole
1: thing. Um, Hopper and Nikki are both planning on joining the Marines because they're. Like this is yeah. a movie set before Hopper turns eighteen, and as soon as he turns eighteen, they're going into the, into the armed forces. Yeah, cause they're it's like set in
0: forty two. So there's a there's a whole big push for World War II, teen, like eighteen to twenty year olds going off to war. Like that's kind of their whole thing is like uh, they're about to go off to war. Like they've already signed up, they've already enlisted. Yeah, a few times uh, and they're, they're like, like,
1: yeah, we got we're we're gonna be shipping out in like six weeks. So
0: yeah. Yeah, they're, they're I probably should have mentioned that earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, they're a few weeks away from shipping out. Uh, so they're, there's kind of an underlying, like, every time a plane goes by, they're trying to name it. Every time, like, they are trying to get a girl so that they have someone to, like, have a picture in their wallet and stuff like that. Like, they're mm-hmm. kind of, there's that deadline kind of running as a motif underneath <clears throat> all of the things. Um, so... Hopper is looking at airplanes through binoculars on the cliffside, like you do, and <laughs> like he <you> like do. <laughs> <laughs> he like turns and his his binos fall on the street and a bus and off the bus walks Caddy and he literally goes oh shit <laughs> and throws the binos <laughs> in like a cabinet grabs up papers and shoves them in this like wooden cabinet on on an, on a lookout or something I don't know where he is exactly yeah and just books it to where the bus is taking off and caddy walks into a library and one of my favorite fucking scenes beside Argus in his hat is he walks up to the library and like an old guy kind of walks out and just whaps him (laughs) with his cane (laughs) <laughs> and he just, yes. like, thumps him and goes, <laughs> and, like, walks off. And he's like, oh, I'll get you, Eddie. He's just, One of these days I'm going to take that cane away. And yeah. like, Did that guy just beat this kid with his cane? What the hell is I happening like, right now? I there? like that old man. I, it's
1: just, he's just still a rascal of an old guy. He's just, like, yeah. like, like, shin-smacked him
0: with his cane. I love it. It's like we've never seen this guy, we've never heard of this guy. <laughs> he just walks out of the library and is like, hey, that's a teenager. Blah! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Winners never. But like, yes. I think I think that's one of the things that this movie tries to do is, uh, like, you see a lot of things that are just kind of like non-sequiturs like that and just because they're trying to flesh out the world and make it seem like a more alive place. And I think I think they did a pretty good job of that. Like, Mm -hmm. i don't know i i have really no frame of reference because i don't watch movies older than this so i can't really say if this is um you know an early example or when it just started to get that way in film where they tried to kind of create that that more
0: no no no. this is definitely like uh b movie levels because like a decade before this, The Godfather and The Godfather Two had already been made. Good like, point. So, good point. This is definitely like just, you know, six out of ten filmmaking. <laughs> uh, yeah, so maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe just of, that, like, it's that, obvious, like that
1: says a lot. But yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's kind of what it is. It's like, like clearly that old man was just there to help fill out the town and like give Hopper somebody to say that there's a lasting relationship with it's like a story building kind of thing right, like right, a world yeah. building uh, <laughs> but, that but yeah that was like the funniest scene. part man yeah. Yeah. he just fucking whaps him like in the in the back and the like the arm and the ribs and stuff <laughs> it's Like, what the fuck like I guess it was the 40s but like you still couldn't just cane kids on the street
1: <laughs> I mean it says you
0: uh yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man.
0: So, another kind of motif is um, Hopper is learning to play piano since he was a kid. Oh, yeah. And he, and he hates it. He doesn't like it. And, like, one of the early shots is, like, him learning piano with a teacher and is, like, doing something classical. And part of the way through, he, like, breaks out and does some fucking. like Like, jazz piano blues and rock piano. Yeah. What? And you hear a dish breaks in the kitchen. His mom starts yelling and the teacher (laughs) clearly having, this is the final straw the fuck out stands up and just leaves, just leaves his house and fucks right off. And, uh, you, this is kind of where they establish that like, none of this really matters. And they're having a hard time as kids. Um, staying attached to what they're doing day to day because they're about to go to war so like mm-hmm. he's like oh you gotta still learn like your piano and like you gotta learn he's like I don't want to I'm going to fucking war like this doesn't matter at all. <laughs> right. so you kind of get this like regular kid shit that doesn't matter anymore because they're leaving soon Yeah, and that kind of sets the whole tone of the movie which surprisingly I noticed like is pretty lighthearted right it's got jokes it's mm-hmm. got um you know a pretty lighthearted atmosphere but the whole thing is undercut with this like really deep sadness i've noticed like so many times just like wow this is like you get like a glimpse through the rain of like hopper and Nikki and and hopper's dad just being like profoundly sad with what's going on around them yeah i thought it was fascinating
1: i mean they did that like you were saying, like, yeah, this is kind of, like, B-movie, six out of ten kind of filmmaking, but, like, I did like that. I did like that yeah. That kind of juxtaposition of themes, um, which is which is illustrated perfectly by another uh, another point in the movie that I will... It, it, it was towards the end, so I'll, I'll talk about that later, just remind me about it, but, like... It, yeah, yeah. It, it, I feel like it did that really well like you get this whole Mm -hmm. kind of coming of age story just basically like guys being guys uh, um, right before they're gonna fucking go to war but you almost forget that they are going to go to war because they're doing all this buck wild bullshit and like dealing with relationships and hustling pool and stuff but then in the scenes where you remember it's actually done very well like there's stuff where uh, uh, Hopper's sitting with his dad and his dad's just like like, a, like, just a really good dude.
0: <laughs> His dad is really excellent. It, that's it. like, super caught me off guard how when this movie kind of got a little serious, it was, like, good. Yeah, like, like it wasn't just it's, trying to be serious. It was, like, actual proper, like, filmmaking. It was, you know it was, what I mean? It was
1: serious enough for as lighthearted as it was. Because, like, if they tried yeah. to get any deeper and more somber with it, it would have been real like I would have stuck out like a sore
0: thumb. Exactly. And they what was really good is like you kind of got like so most of the characters were pretty one-dimensional like you might expect from both like a mid-80s film and also the early 40s. Like people in general back then were a little bit more guarded and less open with what's happening and what they're feeling it, right, there right. was a lot more like etiquette and protocol there was a lot there. more like suck it so, up
1: kid like <laughs>
0: right yeah. and what was really cool was Hopper's dad was not like that at all yeah in the, in the very, very few much scenes like, that he was in yeah Mm-hmm. he was super chill and very much like like he says um, like he he asks Hopper like what's kind of going on and then it doesn't really answer and he goes well you know your thoughts better than anybody else, and it's like, yeah, dude, fuck, what a good dad, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, he's going through shit and like doesn't want to talk about it, so you're just like, yeah, I mean, you know, you know your shit. If you don't want to talk about it, just, and then they go yeah. back to fucking digging a grave,
1: it was <laughs> yeah, so... because Hopper's dad's
0: a grave digger. <laughs> yeah, Hopper's dad's a grave digger, and apparently that's where the wisdom comes from because Hopper's dad knew what was up.
1: I mean, like, if you're a grave digger for a living.
0: Yeah, you probably get a little bit of wisdom
1: with that, I would say.
0: Yeah, I'm sure... Yeah, like, there was one point... I'm that, sure...
1: I'm sorry, I, I cut you off there. No, go. <laughs> I was, I go there go. was one point where, like, they're digging a grave and Hopper's just in another fucking world, just lost in his own mind. And then they stop for a minute. He's like, his dad's like, hey, client's not going anywhere, bud. Uh, we, can, we can take it easy. But, like, he's looking off into the distance and his dad is, like, telling him, hey, when you go off to war like write us doesn't have to be much just a couple lines just you know just so your mom knows you're good and just like she has some peace of mind and all that and Hopper just doesn't answer and is staring out in the distance and his dad isn't like hey Hopper hey hey he was just like so what's her name (laughs) yeah I really like that
0: yeah yeah he he knows what's up man (laughs) Hopper's dad was definitely the coolest guy in this whole film for sure yeah
1: but then again it, it doesn't really take much to know what a 17 year old is thinking about when he stares off into space
0: yeah. <laughs> no shit
1: <laughs> oh.
0: so yeah let's see what uh, so where were we <laughs> so Hopper finally kind of gets the eye of the girl he talks to her at the library oh, after getting yeah. caned <laughs> after getting, getting caned caned by the caned old man in the street <laughs> he <laughs> convinces her to like go out with him a little bit or no he just convinces her to like talk to him uh and then he sees her in that same cafe like later in the day or the next day or something I can't can't recall mm-hmm. and fucking caddy pulls some straight bullshit yeah like what was the point <laughs> she's talk, she's talking to her friend or her yeah, cousin her, no she's talking to her friend her
1: friend yeah Gretchen
0: and and Gretchen is setting up caddy with with her cousin uh, like just to go out on a date mm-hmm. uh, and Caddy like sees Hopper walk in and was like hey uh, so some background real fast Caddy is gonna go on a date with Gretchen's cousin but Gretchen doesn't have a date for this thing so it's gonna be awkward so she sees Hopper come in and she's like oh have a, have a Hopper he's kinda cute hmm. and Gretchen's like no, nope, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> and she's like, I mean, yeah, but in a, in a charming way, basically is what <laughs> she says. And he kind of walks up and he's like, hey, and, and Caddy's like, hey, uh, what are you doing for Christmas Eve? And, Hopper's basically like Oh like nothing My family is not doing anything And my dad is fishing at midnight Yeah he basically just (laughs) Like puts
1: together this whole lie To say that he's free on Christmas Eve So that he can go Out with this girl With with Caddy
0: With whatever's happening Like he doesn't (laughs) care She's talking to him And like he is gonna be free Regardless Yeah So he like makes up a lie That his dad is fishing And she's like Like Fishing? On Christmas Eve? (laughs) Yeah He's like At night? He's like uh, yeah, I mean it's kind of a tradition. You see, uh, some people have, you know, ham or turkey on thing or on Christmas. Uh, we have fish, and she's like, "Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, a gallon of PCP. Yeah. <laughs> a, a gallon." That was that was essentially the reaction. Yeah, oh. that was a very widest kids, you know, reaction like eyes wide, like. uh. <coughs> Okay, sure, sure. that's a normal thing you just said. Uh, and she's like, so, okay, uh, so you're free on Christmas Eve. And he's like, yeah, definitely. She's like, so you'd want to go out on a date? And he's like, yeah, definitely. And she fucking turns like, this is Gretchen. She's free. <laughs> this is your date. And <laughs> he's like, Have you huh? met Gretchen? Oh, I was like, <laughs> God, caddy that was some horse shit <laughs> game you just played. And I am not into it. Oh. And you can see Hopper's like, he looks at Gretchen, and she's like, "Yeah, Gretchen's fine, whatever." But that was some straight bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not into that. Caddy yeah. was like, "Caddy lost some points in my book on that one." Yeah,
1: that was that was very strange because, like, at that point, she she knew that he was into her. I'm pretty sure.
0: Definitely, it was obvious, and that's she just played into. She's like, "I know how to get Gretchen a date. This guy's into me, and I can fucking just." tagging along I but mean,
1: i think that was honestly their uh this movie's kind of try at that that sort of like teenage bullshit because like usually that happens like at the school dance and like some guy is like still going with the with his crush's friend because like he wants to be near the cru- and like but there was no school like they were not in school at this point so they had to do it right. in some other way so like this was kind of the i feel like it was kind of the the like okay the girl's not really into him um, but then they meet up at this at this dance like they go roller skating which was which goes in place of the school dance in this scenario <laughs> air mm-hmm. quotes and yeah. then you know Hopper and Caddy end up talking for a while and like hitting it off and like that was this whole that 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 was this movie's setup in place of the normal like teenage high school drama thing
0: exactly the the weird Twist in that is that it wasn't Hopper wasn't like, yeah, I'm gonna go to the date with this girl so I can still hang out with Caddy. It was Caddy like dragged him into it, into it basically, <laughs> which yeah. was interesting. Just a, an interesting kind of twist on it, yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's they basically just hit it off from there and then fucking enter teenage romance for you know 20 minutes or a half an hour. <laughs> they do other shit. Um, but, um, and then, the
1: one point that I wanted to touch like because we we uh we talked about how Hopper was playing piano, and like this movie foreshadowed really well, which was something that I wasn't mm. getting a lot from valley girl, um but I zero
0: percent w- yeah.
1: <laughs> but oh, excuse me the uh, the scene that had me just smiling like an idiot because I am very. Like, music is a huge part of my life, and I love how it can be used to communicate and, like, emote and all this stuff. So, like, the scene where Hopper takes Caddy to the, uh, It's like this, this wrecked old bar that he used to go to with his dad or something, and now it's just kind of derelict, and he can go there whenever the hell he wants because nobody else goes there, but, like, there's a working piano in the bar, just an upright piano, and he starts playing that same... Uh, kind of classical song from the scene when he was learning with his teacher and then it's, it's obvious like Caddy lays her head on the piano and she's falling for him and all this stuff but then she's like man I wish I could play that well and he's like well come on sit down let me teach you and then they do the whole like teaching her to play piano thing but what I really loved was he teaches her this really simple uh oh what is that song called
0: I cannot uh, recall do, man
1: do do do, do 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 that one it's, it's uh, I forget what it's called but it she plays that sim- single line and then he starts going with the other line and then he starts like progressing in this overly uh like skillful way and like starts speeding up and speeding up so she has to speed it's it's just like it was it was a whole thing that had me like ear to ear grin I liked that scene like call me yeah, savvy it was a, but it, it was, was, it was good
0: very theme. good I'm right there with you man uh I like music scenes that aren't campy and like overdone or like, like what, what I liked about this most is that he, we, we didn't get force fed that he's talented at piano. Right. Which was so good. And like most of the time when you have a situation like that, it's like the main character is like trying to be humble and doesn't like piano, but is actually like a fucking savant. And like, (laughs) this was like, he he was clearly like good. He was good at piano. Yeah. But not only was he like not over the top good, but also he wasn't like fake humble about it. He was like, Yeah, I mean I'm okay. And he, right. like he was. He was like he was okay. Yeah, um, but he wasn't and like it a prodigy. Felt really about natural. It and like, yeah. Yeah, it felt it felt totally natural, whereas most of the time scenes like that don't. And I really appreciated that for sure.
1: Right. I think it, it feels a little bit more relatable in that way because it's not like he's not playing some huge piano sonata. He was just kind of like right. playing a song that he knows because he was learning it from his piano teacher.
0: Yeah. And he also wasn't that good at it. Like his tempo yeah. kept messing up. Like it it was a very in fact, I would not be surprised at all if Sean Penn was really playing that and he was really like learning piano at the time. Like yeah. it felt totally genuine.
1: Yeah, and like there there was little stuff because um like if you listen to the mistakes that he was making when his teacher was teaching him that that song he his teacher kept stopping him and like playing the song no no uh, like this this part like this and then so that he could like work his way through it and he kept making that same just tiny little hitch of a mistake when he was playing for caddy and it like it yeah. transferred over like it he's not some yeah yeah some super talented like like arena playing or i mean a concert hall playing kind of a Right, or anything
0: and you didn't you didn't get the the feeling that like it would have been so easy for the film to use that moment with caddy as the like she's his muse and now he can get past that part he kept stumbling at <laughs> that never had like and i i appreciate that they didn't do that like he would he still stumbled at the same part that he'd had trouble with earlier mm-hmm. in the week like it wasn't this weird revolutionary kind of music thing it was just like yeah i kind of play piano and here you can play this like one simple part and we kind of play together and it's charming and funny and then yeah. uh, he kind of is like yeah maybe she is into me and she says that she has to leave and they kind of leave and it, it it felt entirely real like it was so cool that like I've had similar like situations when I was a teenager it was like kind of weird doing my best still struggling still being <laughs> shitty trying to impress this girl and like she's kind of into it and like it was it felt (laughs) totally relatable it was for me of all the weird stuff that it's happened that happened in that movie that was that scene was like the most relatable scene for me and secondarily when they're at the lake um like as they're trying to find the lake they're like kind of so yeah, yeah after that he like um they kind of uh, later, the next day or something like that, they like go for a hike in the woods, kind of place. He has a place he wants to show her, basically. So we're like walking through the the forest, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, me and Nikki used to come here, so like, I kind of know the way. I'm not really lost, but he's <laughs> kind of lost. Kinda he's is. unsure, right? <laughs> um, and he's like, "No, this tree right here. There's an arrow nailed to the back of this tree that points directly to the lake." So they go around the other side of the tree and it turns out the tree has actually fallen over since then. So the arrows on a branch pointing straight up into the air (laughs) and they, they have this moment. She's like, Oh, well it's clearly not in the air. And they kind of look at each (laughs) other. And it's like, I, I, I know that look, I've been exactly there. We are like, well, (laughs) it's probably one. And, and, and Caddy goes, yeah, well, it's not the way we came. So it's either that way or this way or that way. And he's like, or somewhere in between. And they just like go off and like, <laughs> that, that moment with, with the piano one was like super relatable and super, it felt, it stood out because it felt uncommonly natural and genuine for the movie. Like the rest of it was like forties <laughs> and like, clearly it's acting and stuff, but that felt like it could have been just somebody recording two actual teenagers out on an adventure. Um, and it like stood out in the movie to me.
1: Yeah, I, I did. I did definitely like that reaction to it. The the arrow. He was just like, "Well, Nikki was always an idiot, so it's either yeah. that way, think- that way, or that way, or any of these other ways." Like, I because I, like that's pretty much what I would do in that situation. It's just like, "Well, we know which way it's not. Let's try
0: one of these." Yeah. <laughs> It's like just uh just don't leave. Let's let's just continue on please. <laughs> please please don't leave please. <laughs> yeah. And then immediately after that movie takes a significant swing for the adult where they go skinny yeah. dipping. They find the they find the pond and they go skinny dipping and then you see Sean Penn's ass which was choice. <laughs> 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 and then they like kiss for the first time finally and then they Finally. get up on the shore yeah well like there was like this it was it was really weird she was very like unsure and then he's like it's January I'm getting in the pond and she's like alright well I guess I will too and she like gets like, you can see the moment where he's taking off his shirt and stuff and she's like it's cold it's January let's just wait until spring and, and when it's warm and he's like I won't be here in spring when it's warm and he continues <laughs> and, and she that, has like, this switch, moment flip in her head she's Yeah. like she literally, um, like... All right. Um. <laughs> she, like, frowns and does that, like, well, fuck it. Yeah.
1: And yeah, she, that, she, Then she starts... That like, was a literal, well, fuck it moment. <laughs> you can exactly. see it on her face, like, uh, all right, we're doing this.
0: Yep, sure. And then they fucking go skinny dipping, and then they get up on the shore and have sex, and now they're together or whatever.
1: Which seems like a bad idea, honestly, just in the grass.
0: I thought you were going to say in the 40s. The... I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe.
1: Seth, nobody had sex in the 40s. What are you fucking talking about? It's always been That's a bad true. idea in the 40s. That's why no babies came from that time. Duh. It's
0: true. It's <laughs> a triple true. That I mean, you might be right. It may be like a there may be some hygiene problems with uh having sex on the coast of a pond in the forest. <laughs> Just like a yeah, I don't know. Just like in the grass. I don't know. <laughs> Uh yeah. But yeah. When then they're together after that.
1: Yeah. When you said it takes a significant turn for the adult, I thought you were talking about the other main plot point, which is apparently that uh Nikki got his girlfriend pregnant. And
0: Nope. I think that happens at basically the same time. So they have sex on the beach of the pond. Yeah. And then the next shot is their Hopper and Nikki on a rooftop. And like
1: No no no, it was when they were on the railroad tracks actually. It was when they were drunk.
0: After remember? after they got drunk, yeah. But that so that is like how that shot or that scene. Oh, that's play. right. Was yeah, like, they're, they're on the rooftop. Okay, yeah. And they're like, hey, let's I he's like Nikki's a little bit drunk already on this rooftop of the bowling alley that they work at. Yeah. And he's like, You know what? I'm gonna get a fucking eagle right here on my chest. <laughs> and then and then they fucking Cut get drunk a few and minutes walk later to the when they get drunk and walk into the tattoo, tattoo parlor. parlor
1: and then they go onto the railroad tracks where this is all revealed. Yep.
0: And then they're they're like standing there on the railroad tracks, um, do the race and then after that they're still they continue walking on the railroad tracks and and Nikki's like, hey man, look, I need I need your help. I definitely got Susie pregnant and she we need money for an abortion basically.
1: Yeah, and they call Which, it a clean abortion, quote unquote. Yeah.
0: Which, to me, is just like, yeah, they just need the to be clean. It's not a back-alley abortion shit. But they then they do take like her a, to, like, a fucking camp. trailer. Which is because, I don't, it wasn't actually, like, a trailer, but it, it was definitely like not it, a nice it, place. Yeah, it was, yeah. But, um, which I think just comes out of it being in the 40s and abortions are, like, not a fucking thing back then. Exactly, yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that's what um, I, I realized shortly after. I'm like, why are they going here and not the, ho- oh, that's why.
0: <laughs> oh right, it was nineteen forty-two. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, he's yeah, like, man,
0: and that's like a significant plot point is the abortion.
1: Yeah, which is, and they like they nearly end on that, which surprised me. Like this, this seemed like a, a just a story of you know teenage romance and like uh, uh, boy meets girl. Uh, there's conflict, and they like are mad at each other for a while, which was actually only. A few minutes of the movie, and then at the very end, uh, boy joins up with girl, and then they go off to. It's it's just like it almost ended on the B plot. Yeah,
0: yeah, which is wild. And what's even more wild is like the fact that the uh, an abortion is like the the abortion, which is part of the B plot with the secondary pair of characters, ends up being like. The turning point in the film for everybody, which was super cool, it was like it was surprisingly well written that way. It was just where it, it was surprised me how late it was in the movie. Yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. The and timing that's, of it was I mean, very that's, weird to me. It's where Nikki's relationship falls apart, which is kind of, I think, what he actually wants before he ships off to war. Um, Hopper and Taddy's relationship almost falls apart because this this whole thing is so crazy like they assume so they assume that Caddy is rich this whole time they call her a Gatsby girl her,
1: that's their name they call for her a Gatsby people.
0: girl which is choice and I'm stealing <laughs> that for sure um so they think that she's rich because they see her when he creeps on her from the bus uh she gets off in the driveway and goes up to this really fancy house and they're like oh shit she's a Gatsby and then they're like yeah she's way out of your league blah 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 um so that's kind of been an undertone, yeah, kind of. That's like forgotten the preconceived about, blah, blah, notion
1: blah. throughout the whole thing. Yeah, until they
0: just assume.
1: Yeah, until so, the uh, abortion plot point plotline starts. They
0: need so Nikki and Susie need an abortion, and uh, when they're drunk on the train tracks, Nikki asks Hopper if he'll help raise the money because they need 150 bucks, uh, and they only Which know do a lot one in 1942 that. money. <laughs> it's a hell of a lot. Um, they only know one way to do that but they don't tell you what it is yet and they're just like, no, I'm not doing that last time we tried that, we almost got fucking killed and then he's like that's the only way, we don't have any other option blah blah blah, he's like, alright, let me think about it so I think about it, it turns out that the thing that they're talking about is actually hustling, like sailors or other people in billiards I think it's just hustling in
1: pool and then they happen upon some sailors who they think are prime targets
0: I think that they try to target military people so that there isn't like they're not from the town, they're not Uh, like they.
1: That would make sense.
0: um, They know they're on shore leave, so they've got some money. Like blah Mm -hmm. blah blah. Like they, it's kind of military's like their ideal mark. Basically, is is what I got from that. So they go try to hustle these um, these navy men in billiards, and it kind of goes. And that um, that scene was actually like. Really stressful for me to watch. I don't I don't know why. It may have been the, the incongruousness incongruity of the like super upbeat fun music and this like we're hustling these now four sailors uh, yeah. and two if, more walking they as they're as two they're of their playing their friends first guy. walk in halfway through. And if they figure it out like they're literally just gonna kill us. And there's <laughs> this like tension being displayed, but the music was Totally upbeat and peppy and nice. Yeah. Um, so, I was but like, yeah, a that, that also anxiety... is. I'm sorry? It was like a weirdly anxiety ridden scene. Yeah. And that, I mean, I think
1: that was the point of it. Like, you were supposed to feel anxiety that, you know, these sailors, they're probably just going to shiv these two guys for stealing their money. Totally. But, um, totally. that That scene, the pool hustling scene, was where. My favorite line of the entire movie, unironically, was uttered by none other than our our very favorite boy, Nicolas Cage. He, he <laughs> So the the scene plays out as um, Nicky goes up to these guys and is like, hey, you want to play some pool? And like, hustles them that way and like, gets them to play. And he's like, all right, what are we, what are we playing? And he's like, oh, no, not me. My friend over here. And he points to Hopper. He's like, I got a bad wrist. Hopper's going to play. But... So as soon as Hopper starts playing this guy, the guy turns out to be not as bad as he was before. Like, it, it, it kind of seems like these, these uh, sailors were hustling the hustlers, kind of. And so it turns out to be a really close game. And he, they were playing like first to 100, which I'm not really sure how that works out in eight ball pool, but first to 100 points. And the score was 98 to 98 or something like that. Um, oh no, the score was like 98 to 90 or what, what, whatever it was and then uh, Hopper makes a few shots and gets up to 98 and only has to make one more ball and then Nick Cage <laughs> turns to this sailor that he's playing and he goes <laughs> "He goes, eat farts shithead, you're dead <laughs> we got our <laughs> we got our taste of batshit Nick Cage in this movie as well
0: he is so <laughs> eat excited eat farts shithead I mean like You're dead. the best part is Sean Penn's character, Hopper, is just standing there stoically, like looking at the table as Nick Cage is like, Yeah, we're two points, motherfucker. Like he's so excited to be so close. And then he's like, yeah. And he like looks over and, and Hopper's still just like kind of looking at the balls. And he's like, what's wrong, man? What's going on? He's like, I don't have a shot. And he you see the to to Nicolas Cage's credit, the color straight up drains from his face. Like, he's like, oh, fuck. Well, <laughs> like he got that look. Yeah, long story short. Like I definitely short, shouldn't have told that guy to eat farts just now.
1: <laughs> suck the farts right out of the bottom of my pants, you shithead. <laughs> but yeah, long story short, he... Uh, he just tries to play defense and not give the sailor a shot, but the sailor ends up jumping a ball and making a Hail Mary and they almost done get killed.
0: Mm-hmm. They have to kind of fight their way out of the bar and they, they leave.
1: So yeah, that that's what leads um, to this whole thing with uh like the abortion B plot line kind of throwing everything into disarray because in. yep. um just out of the blue like they're they're walking into Hopper's house for his birthday And, uh, like, they're all getting together for his birthday. And then uh, Nikki, on the porch, just kind of, like, out of the blue, asks Caddy, Hey, we need some fucking money. And we know you're rich, basically, was what he was trying to get at. And then Hopper's like, you know what, don't fucking do that. You know, go inside. Get the hell out of here. And then they have this whole meeting uh, with uh, Hopper and Caddy. God, it's so hard to keep names straight. (laughs) But (laughs) Hopper and Caddy talk, and... Uh, Hopper asks for the $150 and, like, explains the whole deal to her um, that that Nikki's girlfriend needs and uh, needs a clean abortion. And she's like, yeah, I'll see what I can do. Um, and she, like, does not deny being rich uh, because he straight up, I think, says, like, you're the only rich person I know and, like, comes to her, like, hat in hand. And she's like, yeah, I'll see what I can yeah. do and, like, um she tries to steal mm. pearls from the lady whose house yeah that's she works at like, that's where
0: it's revealed her, that, her, that she isn't yeah. actually rich
1: right she only she, lives she, in that giant mansion because her mom is a maid there so she's like mm-hmm. she doesn't have any more money than than hopper does but um point is like she tries to steal the pearls and from the lady whose house she works at and like the lady's like you know what I'll just give you the money it's cool it's okay dude
0: that lady is so fucking chill. She gets caught <laughs> right. trying to steal pearls from the girl's room, and she's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" And she's like, I, "I," and she like takes the pearls, and she's like, "Oh, here, you can try them on, like here." And she's like, "No, I wasn't, I wasn't in here to try on the pearls." Yeah, she's straight up I just. I was gonna take them. Yeah. And and the lady's like, "Why are you in trouble?" And she's like, "No, but I, I definitely need some money." And she's like, "I'll here, I'll just give you." Some yeah, she's money. she's totally like, sympathetic man, about a, She's like, "All right, I'll I'll help you out." Um, what a fucking good person that was! Right? Like, it was so, it was so cool. It's like clearly, like, you got what I really liked is you got the sense that like, okay, clearly this isn't just like I caught the maid trying to steal my pearls. Like, she knows that this girl's a good girl. Like, yeah, and she wouldn't just steal shit. So like, yeah, there's what the credit hell's going to her like, character what?
1: that way. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was super cool.
1: But um, so that that lends the whole, like that that's how the abortion storyline goes forward is like they get the money and then they're in the car you know on the way to this this again finger quotes clinic um
0: all four of them together yeah now
1: yeah and then you know they they go in uh the deed is done and uh then they're driving back home and the point that i wanted to touch on uh because we were talking about how this whole movie is like kind of fun teenage romp but it's undercut with this sadness of like World War two is happening and we're leaving to go kill people and all of this stuff Um, they did a couple of things like in the car on the way back uh, like it's it's just the three of them because they drop Susie off at home and then they're driving back um, to you know one of their other places but um, Hopper, or uh, not Hopper, uh, to Nikki, God, the names, Nikki turns the radio on, and it's this, like, like, they're, they're driving in silence, nobody's saying anything, and it's very awkward, because, of course it is, and then Nikki turns the radio on just for some background noise, like you would, but then this, like, upbeat, jaunty, like, like, jazz tune of the time, like, big band or something comes on, and it's just, it makes it so much more awkward. <laughs> And they mm-hmm. did that you really well. You can see well.
0: everybody visibly upset. And like, they all just like, oh, like this <laughs> took a bad mood and made it terrible.
1: Yeah, because I think I think most, if not all of us, have been in situations like that where, like, it's just a bad, bad thing. And then you try to make it better by, you try to lighten the mood a little bit, and that just makes it so much worse. And, like, you could see that on yep. all of their faces. Yep. But I think that was a good kind of, uh, yeah. like, like... It was subtle. Call to like that it, that whole mm-hmm. undercutting of sorrow thing.
0: Yeah, totally. It 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 made it kind of shifted the whole tone completely into place where it's like, okay, this actually is no longer a time for jokes. There's no longer a time for the levity of youth. Mm-hmm. This is like we're in serious shit now, like it's time to be serious. It was cool. Um And then, so Caddy gets out of the car and she's like, "I can't deal with this music. Let me out." So she gets out and is like, "It's gonna walk home." Um She uh Hopper gets out and tries to be like, "Hey, like, it's it's about the money. Like, it's fine. You're the only person, rich person I know. Like, I'll get you the money back or whatever." It, no, I that, just that that you were the only thing that I. Yeah, that whole
1: thing happened before. Uh That when they were getting out of the car, it was like, you know, he didn't even know why she was. I mean, like he sort of did, but like. Oh, no, I see what you're saying now. But, like, yeah, it it was the whole thing where, like, uh, she basically thought that he was only dating her because he needed money. That was the whole thing. And Mm -hmm. then that happened, and, of course, that wasn't the time to try to clear anything up, so they just kind of went their separate ways.
0: Yeah, that's when when she finally tells Hopper that she's not rich, that -hmm. she just lives there because her mom is a maid and kind of leaves him a little bit stunned, and she walks home, and, you know, they're fighting slash you know they doing their own thing for a couple of days or whatever. Yeah, this is where the conflict
1: um, comes in in the usual like boy meets girl right. movie. Which and which honestly like was not very long. It ha- it only lasted for a few minutes and then it was resolved mm-hmm. because this was in the last yeah. like 20 minutes of the movie.
0: Right. Cuz the conflict of the story was never with them. Which it is, was with the time.
1: Yeah, and that was that was strange to me because like it seemed like the movie revolved a lot more around Hopper and Caddy than it did around Hopper and Nick going to war.
0: Definitely. Um, it, it kind of was like... To me, the, the whole idea was basically like, okay, Hopper and Nick are going to war. How does that play out in what they do for the next eight weeks before they ship out? Hmm. Um, and that kind of like unfolds where they, you get all kinds of conflict. Like, Nicky and, and Hopper's relationship... Almost implodes, even yeah. though they've been lifelong friends because Nikki drinks too much and um, is yeah, kind of yeah. an asshole and all this stuff. Like Nikki and, pulled
1: Caddy into this whole abortion thing because he thought yeah. she was rich, and then there was a whole scene right after Caddy walks away, gets out of the car and walks away, where Hopper goes to Nick and he's like, "Fuck you, man! I'm tired of you ruining my life," kind of a thing. Yeah, like I'm tired. Everything of, um, falls apart at that point.
0: Cleaning up your mess is yeah. is basically what he says. Uh, And then, you know, a few minutes goes by in film time and and they end up making up the day that they're shipping out or the day before they're shipping out. Mm -hmm. um, Nicky and Hopper kind of make up a little bit. Yeah, there was that
1: whole scene with Hopper and his dad where his dad was like, hey man, you know your thoughts better than I do, but it really seems like you two could use each other's company right now. Just, you know, my two cents. And then... And then
0: he's right. Of course, because gravediggers are always right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then they like Hopper and Nicky meet up and he's like, man, we got to stick together. And then all this good mm-hmm. stuff. Like, yeah. Which, and then brings us to the fantastic, I thought ending of the movie.
0: Yeah. Surprisingly well done. Um, so as, as another throwback to earlier in the film, when they're, um, when Hopper and, uh, Caddy are looking for the pond, Hopper tells her how he found this pond place originally was his dad used to make treasure maps for Nikki and Real Hopper's kids. Fucking badass <laughs> Dude, I'm straight up stealing that. That's such a good dad move. I'm way <laughs> into it. Um used to make treasure maps to like go and find shit. And he says that like here uh he buried a watch in the pond, but I don't think that he ever really cared whether or not we found the treasure. It was all about places like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she and said that's so fucking choice, man.
1: She she asked him like so how'd you good. find this place? And he's like, yeah, um, my dad kind of gave it to me and Nikki. And she's like, gave it to you? And then he goes through this whole story of like, I, I don't think, he was really concerned that we found the little piece of tchotchke. I think he wanted us to find this place. And what a fucking awesome yeah. move.
0: Dude, so good. His dad, Hopper's dad was the best <laughs> guy, man. He, he really killed it in this film, for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as a throwback to that, um, in order to kind of make up, Hopper makes a little treasure map. Yeah, because at this point, Caddy is still pissed at him. Caddy is very pissed after their fight that night after the abortion. Mm. So he leaves like a letter on her doorstep with a treasure map in it. And she follows it and finds, um, goes kind of past the arrow and the pond where they had that. um, And just goes deeper into the woods and finds a pair of shoes that they had seen together. Finds him, you know, a tree or so away. And they kind of make up a little bit yeah and earlier then... in the
1: movie they were kind of like window shopping and she's like oh look at these beautiful yeah. shoes and then she tries them on and they're like $25 which is too expensive and so he buys yeah. her those she shoes she doesn't buy them leaves them as a gift that that treasure map led to yeah exactly yeah
0: um so they make up and then the next scene is they're at they're at the train station um saying goodbye to Hopper's mom and dad him and Nikki are there uh I don't Nikki's dad I think is a piece of shit uh
1: yeah, I don't. So he's not there. I don't think Nicky had a very uh very good family life. You don't really see his parents or yeah, anything. Yeah, you
0: know, really you do get an offhand comment from Hopper's dad that Nicky's mom died when they were oh, young. Oh yeah. Cuz he spent Nicky used to spend time in the graveyard a lot. Um and then Yeah, that was that right whole in the moment film.
1: where like Hopper was mad at Nicky. Like this was after he was like fuck you for ruining everything. And uh his dad was explaining to him like, yeah, uh, Nikki Nicky used to Because he's a grave digger, he saw Nicky, like, visit his mom's grave just every day and, like, leave flowers there. He's like, yeah, did you, like, did you know that about him? And then Hopper's like, no, I didn't. So that, that was that kind of, like, maybe he's not such a bad guy um, kind of moment in the movie.
0: Yeah. I think that was the catalyst for them to, like, for Hopper to go and make up.
1: Yeah. Like, Um, like, maybe, maybe I was kind of an ass there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, they're saying, saying the goodbye train to station. Hopper's parents. Yeah. Yeah, saying goodbye and then he um, says goodbye to Caddy, he who hands him a, a picture of her for his wallet, which is the thing <laughs> that he actually wanted the whole time. That's why he was chasing after a girl in the first place, was he wanted a girl to write letters to from war and have a picture in his wallet. Or were declared. And then the train starts to leave and they're kinda everybody's like <laughs> Hopper, Henry, your train. Nicky, your train, your train's leaving. Henry, your train. Blah, yeah, the blah, train blah. straight kind of up like s-
1: leaves the station.
0: Just, just leaves. Uh, and they, Nikki and, and Hopper smile at each other and they're like they're like just sauntering casually. Yeah. They're just like hands
1: just in pockets, out. walking away as their parents are yelling, "I'm guys, do not defect. They will kill you." Like, <laughs> and they're walking. And they're fucking. He looks at him. He's like, "You ready?" Like, Dicky is like, yeah. <laughs> "Yeah."
0: And then they take off and race the train one last time. Catch it and then hop on the back end and right off into and the that's credits. The movie. <laughs> right off
1: into the credits. But yeah, I really liked that callback because was, there was a whole scene good. where, like, oh, we didn't even talk about that. Where Caddy uh, brings Hopper to the hospital uh, where these, like, yeah. people who have gotten their legs amputated and stuff because of the war are sitting and, like, she brings them books and stuff. And, like, she brings Hopper there because Hopper's not really taken much seriously it seems like and she wants to be like hey look this is what you're getting into and sort of like teach him a lesson that way but then as they leave Hopper's like Hopper doesn't like that Um, and that's where the whole explanation comes from Hopper leads Caddy to the train tracks where uh, he and Nick chase trains and he goes like if you were if you were trying to teach me a lesson back there like You know what we used to do for fun as kids and then he explains how to hop on a train and he's like but you got to be careful because the wind will like blow you underneath the train if you're not you know if you're not watching and she's like isn't that dangerous he's like yeah that's why we did it so like i know what i'm going into but i like that they had that entire explanation like they had video they had footage of them actually racing and hopping onto a train one time and then they had that scene where he explains like the mechanics of it and why they do it, and that they've been doing it since they were little. And then that was enough; like they didn't beat you over the head with it. That was enough of to uh, call back to at the end credits, where they, mm-hmm. you know, they race the the train that they're shipping out on and and grab on. I really yeah, liked it. Was a, that.
0: It was a pretty fitting ending for sure. Yeah. I liked it. So. yeah so what what uh would you recommend this film i would yeah 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 i i i also would recommend it i think it's surprisingly charming uh mm-hmm. it it's you know it's nothing crazy it's no blockbuster but it was it was surprisingly good
1: yeah like i would recommend it if you're just kind of looking for something to watch on on a weekend or whatever and like you don't you don't really feel like watching much, and, like, this, this pops up, and, like, yeah, give it a go. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Um,
0: yeah, it's definitely not a bad... Or if you need to watch something with your kids or something, don't watch this. Yeah, yeah, duh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no,
1: not a family film, as as evidenced by... What is this rated R? BG13? I actually
0: I have no idea, but there's definitely Sean Penn's ass and some boobs in it as well. Um, um Let's see, man. I, I think, I think I would rate this thing, like... 19 out of 28
1: mm, Man, 19 mm, That's that's pretty hefty, man uh,
0: it, was, it was solid, it was good It wasn't amazing
1: Yeah, I I think I'm gonna be in In What is the word? Agreance Is that a word? I don't know I've <laughs> been talking about racing with the moon for the past hour But <laughs> I'm in agree- agreement with you Words I'm gonna say 18 out of 28. Give it a solid 10 below, but like right, I liked it. I liked it. It's it's yeah. over half. I'd say <laughs> that's probably in line with the 60% rating that we were seeing in most other places. Yeah,
0: as it turns out, that was probably pretty spot on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right, guys. So next week we're we're doing a a movie called Birdie. Or I guess it's not next week. Whatever. Next, next episode. episode <laughs> next episode. We're next doing time a film on called "Made It to the Credits." <laughs> Birdie. Yeah, it's, it's it's a film called Birdie, 1984, and what's cool is like it it kind of bookends with this film where the the general premise of the of Birdie is two guys come back from war and have to deal with the aftermath of that. So that's going to be an interesting kind of. Hmm one-two punch here um so yeah that'll be that'll be next up so don't don't give up on this podcast (laughs) just yet huh
1: please please i beg you please